Welcome to Emotional Support. Today's episode is fantastic because I have one of the funniest ladies in town, Sarah J. Halstead. She comes on. We talk about Flint, Michigan, her hometown. We talk about mental health. We talk about all these incredible things that she is specifically doing for Flint um, for the water crisis. But The best part of all is we talk about her brand new Amazon stand-up special, RVs and Cats. I went to a special premiere. It was so hilarious. I may have peed my pants a little bit. So um, be sure to listen to this episode and make sure you go to the bathroom before. (laughs) Okay. But you don't go by Sarah J. Halstead. You I just, do. Oh, you do? Yeah, that's Okay, cool. I just want to yeah, clarify. There's, a, there's other Sarah Halsteads. Yeah, oh so many. So many so Sarah Halsteads from all over the world. It's really strange. I don't like that. And then there's one. I'm mad at them. <laughs> and then there's just, and then I went by just Sarah J. for a while. Yeah. But there's a notorious porn star with a really bad yes. boob job. Like one boob, boob is up here and the other boob is here and they're really far apart and I and I and we kind of look alike from here up. So I, I was like, oh, let's just. <laughs> I mean, this is totally off topic, but so there were these photos that were released of me one time, and they were like nude photos of Alessandra Torresani, all this stuff. Oh this no, this is so off topic. I don't even know why I'm talking about this. Well, but I, I went it to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's all me. But when I went to Google and look. It's the worst Photoshop job you've ever seen in your life. Oh, no. Because it's my head, and then they put a necklace. So it, because they couldn't really Photoshop it, but it's fully like boobs and then like legs spread naked, so inappropriate. Oh, my God. But then, like, I have the same hair that was from like a billboard that I was on. You know what I mean? I remember that billboard. And the, then, like the infamous billboard, the infamous billboard where I played fifteen. So it's even more inappropriate Ooh, that they did yeah, this. I forgot but that you, you know, 15. I was like, you know, yeah, I've and I made it. I made you, it. Oh, in you Hollywood. absolutely made it. Oh my god, congratulations! <laughs> and congratulations well, on the one small boob and one big boob. Uh, yeah, I will have to have some champagne at a later date for sure. <laughs> well, I am here with Sarah J. Halstead. Hi, famous comedian, badass woman, <laughs> just my favorite person of all time. Oh man, I am not famous at all, but thank you so much. No, I just have so much fun with you. Well, you That's- know. Well, you know, it's so interesting because I uh, I have I have a podcast and at the comedy store and I would interview I interviewed you and yes. I also interviewed a lot of comics and whenever like in my eyes like I would have these famous people on and they would never think that they're doing like I don't think when people are in it and doing stuff I don't think they acknowledge for themselves what they're doing. Do you, you think that's specific with stand-up comedians? I do because I had a lot of really big it's like to self-deprecating me, kind to of to me yeah. they're doing they're phenomenal they're making a living off their comedy and they're you know have this special and they're performing in the biggest clubs all around the nation and they're like and nobody and, and they're like i'm just grinding man what are you talking about like, oh i have God, a safety shit. pin you know <laughs> I kept, i'm holding my boot together like you know duct tape or whatever who but was the I, most interesting guest that you had on so far oh goodness um i think that you are one of oh my the, God, uh, having you on was that's because i had my emotional ha- support animal Pee you Wee did Herman you brought you brought Pee Wee Herman, and that episode did phenomenally well. Oh my God, it was amazing. one of our highest listens okay, of, of all podcasts. 
It really was. Oh my god, I'm blushing. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of fascinating, fascinating people from all from all. Over. That's the great thing. I think. I think being a podcaster, I think the highlight is relationships and the people you meet. And where that can go. I mean, I, I know my I'm with my current boyfriend because of my podcast. I had him as a guest, and we Wait, fell in I love. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was in episode 36, and you can download. Wait, hold on a yeah. second. That's how you met <laughs> that's Jeff. How, that's pretty much how we met. I mean, we met at a dinner party, and I just you know asked if he and he was fascinating, a television writer. I thought, well, he'll be a good guest for my podcast, so I had him on, and that's really when this the stars started to Wait, this is sparkle so <laughs> for us. And yeah. That is how we met was through Jeff. That, I'm sorry. You and that, I. That's how we yeah, met. Yeah, that's how we Jeff. met. Yeah, yeah. And Jeff so. did, um, well, just to like, you know, make it really uh, not a big deal, but he basically is the creativity behind everything from Friends, Will uh-huh. and Grace, Desperate Housewives. Now he's directing The Neighborhood. Yes, on CBS. Um, which was one of the worst auditions I've ever had in my life last week. So that's another funny story. Oh, oh. <laughs> but it wasn't his episode. It wasn't his episode. Well, so that's why I did oh, matter. Yeah, that, if it were. Then, well, what? Um, how long has it been? Because maybe you're still going to get the call. Last week, um, is definitely very... not. No, oh. no, 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 no. It was a definitely. They like rushed me out as soon as I possibly like walked in there. Sometimes it's the bad auditions that we book, though, right? So you just never know. <laughs> but... No, I don't. You know what? What is a job? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I had what I I missed an audition last week. Um, I I was in traffic coming from uh, San Diego, um, you know, because we we get to L.A. and I uh, it was for Superstore and I really, really want to be on that show. And I just started crying in traffic. (laughs) It's like, oh, no, finally, I have my opportunity to get in the room. Because uh, you couldn't make it in time. I couldn't make it in time. And no, no, it was one of those rushed things. And. But I, we just, that's all part of the business. We can't be everywhere all of the time. And I, you and, know. I mean, you, I feel like I, I, first of all, I have so much to talk about just in general with stand-up comedy. But I well, think. Well, you're a comedian. Oh, well, thank you're you. You're a natural. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but is it, I mean, God, what is harder for you? Going on a stage performing in front of a group of strangers or going in an audition? Because I'm not a good auditioner. I used to be back in the day, but I'm not anymore. Uh, It's the latter. I am so comfortable on stage as soon as I have that mic in my hand. Was it like that on the first time you performed? No, no. That I worked my way up to it. You know, the first time, the first two years were painful. I would go back to my car, beat my head on the steering wheel and cry. It was just awful. It was just the worst, you know, get, getting into comedy is the most difficult part, like starting. And as a female. <laughs> and as a female. And back then, and, and it really wasn't that long ago no. where I was really harassed on stage just last year. I mean, I had what? hosts say things that probably would never happen now it's it's the environment has well, changed so much so you've noticed for the better it. oh wow. i noticed it yeah right away yeah i don't know i mean uh listen i i have not i i did stand up when i was a kid which I, for me as far as i'm concerned it didn't really count but i do not have 
I feel the mental capacity and the emotions to go on a stage and perform basically your heart and soul because everything you're it doing is your, is your writing, soul. right? So it's not like you're performing someone else's like stuff and you could be like, well, whatever. If I like fuck this up, it's like it's not mine. Right. Like, this, no, is this is you. Yours. And if it's not you, it's not going to work. It's not funny. That's right. And you can tell. Yeah. You can absolutely tell when someone is fabricating a story and it's just kind of a bummer. And you can yeah. just kind of feel the audience like and you oh, can not see really their brain detached. Like working. Yes. Yeah. And, yes. and that, that that's like how you build a wall with an audience. Yeah. If you're being a character, some comics though do do it. Some comics get away with being a character, and they're very very good at it. You know, but they, they're you kind can, of like, like Andy Kaufman. Uh, Andy kind of Kaufman. Yeah. You, but you can you can pretty much count them on one hand. It's it's really rare. It's so much more difficult. It's already difficult. Yeah. You know, and then after two and a half years of crying every day <laughs> and feeling like you know this was a terrible idea because I had left a pretty you know lucrative career career in Miami. You were making bank in Miami. I was, I was doing like pretty casually well. hanging out of the Soho. I house, was I was Ms. doing Fancy. well. I was in the champagne industry and. Uh, uh, and champagne I, room. Yeah, champagne room all day. A big part of my, yeah, I did have to go to, it's so funny, I would have a three o'clock at the Ritz-Carlton and a four o'clock at Cheetah Club. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a really, yeah, it was it was a funny schedule. Champagne is versatile that way. Yeah. Um, Talk but, about great writing. Yeah, that yeah. There's be a the show. Well, you know, it's so funny. Every time I try to talk about the business or yeah. champagne or wine, it just doesn't quite. It kind of falls flat. I really? feel like it's kind of. It can be perceived as highfalutin, uh, you know. Yeah, and yeah, I, you yeah. know, so I, I haven't really successfully been able to bring that in. And and I figure that's okay. I have a lot of other things yeah. to talk about. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but oh, okay. So anyway, so after struggling here for two and a half years as a as a str- real struggling comic and actor. Um, after two and a half years, one night, I sucked a little less. Oh, wow. And that was that was kind of the beginning. That's when I was like, oh, okay, I can see a little glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going. And, and then uh, when I hit the three-year mark, then I was actually not great, but good enough. I was no longer bombing. It's kind of like... Um... I only know this because Sturgis, my boyfriend, is a musician, and he always laughs at me because whenever something just gets in there right and feels right and you're, like, in it, he's like, oh, you're in the pocket. Which is, oh, I, guess, I like that. I like that. I guess it's, like, a, yeah. a musical term when, like, you when you hit the right thing, you're in the pocket. Maybe yeah. I'm saying this totally wrong. No, I love that. But it's, it's that vibe where... You finally are in that groove. It's the chugga 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 yes. chugga. Okay, I can see. Yeah, yeah. I can see this now, and and all the the it becomes real. It, I think yeah, is what it, it is. It became all of a sudden, and and then I started to get instead of tra- chasing bookers, they started to come to me asking if I was available, and and that's when I knew. Okay, and you know, I was thinking today, I can still bomb though. Yeah. Um, less than a year ago, uh, it, today is Veterans Day, mm-hmm. and I performed for the uh, the Firebirds in Las Vegas at Nellis Air Force Base. Oh my God, that's wait, I think I know, I knew that, but that is so incredible. It was it was a really great. <laughs> experience and uh i was so excited and my opening line was where are my gender fluids (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was really funny 
But needless to say, I have yet to be invited back to Nellis Air Force Base. Do you think it would have worked this year if you said it? I think, you know, it was when this was like last spring. I thought it was really relevant. I thought, you know, but I think. Was it just dead silence? Dead silence. I bombed harder than a kamikaze man. Did you just want to cry and just. It was really humbling because I hadn't bombed in a while. And I and it was it's good to have mm-hmm. those and and I talked to other comics who're like no you weren't that bad but for me I'm just I like to really well, crush know. now yeah well, I like to know. get like a full rumble of laughter and in my head that was going to go over huge yeah but I think that they found it I, they thought I was being disrespectful which was not my intention at all and that that's where we get into this whole thing with you know transgression and irreverence mm-hmm. and how responsible does the comic have to be that's a whole other topic that is you know a, that is a whole it's, thing that I don't know how you guys are dealing with right now that's that's a really big focal point in comedy right now and as someone who is such a fan of comedy like uh, I was just talking about how I went um to the improv to see our friend Roz Dresfiles come and do a, a whole show. It was incredible. He had a full set of people like you do all the time. Mm-hmm. And there were moments where some of the comedians said things that were so funny to me, but they just <laughs> pushed on the edge a yeah. little too far in my way, I was like, this is fucking brilliant. Yeah, and I was yeah. on the floor laughing. But as an audience member, you kind of get looked at differently. If you think that these out of, you know, a little over the edge, just pushing that yeah. line a little bit, jokes we, are funny. And we have to Other find that line. Other people are looking at you like, how could you laugh at that? Yeah. And there's judgment. It, oh, it was the oh, first absolute, time I ever felt that. Absolute judgment. And some, you know, some crowds, you really feel like they want to be challenged. Yeah, they want to bring and it. They, and, yeah. yeah, and they just... I just did a show in Beaumont not too long ago. Have you ever been to Beaumont? I have. Is it on the way to Vegas or on the way to yeah, Palm Springs? Yeah, um, it's a it's east, <laughs> a, like near near the Riverside. Any excuse to go to anyway, a casino? I've definitely I, been. There. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, cool, cool. Uh, and that's a whole other crowd too. I've, yeah. I have played Vegas, but I, this I just did not research the area, and I did some. Um, political jokes that didn't go over very well and then i uh i did a lot a lot of my brand is aging actress in hollywood right. because Which i'm considered the funniest it's well thanks i'm considered a mature actress I, i'm not old but for no. hollywood standards right. you know and so i talked a lot about that but this was an older crowd they were all older than me. So they did not they like that. That made them feel right. like, well, geez, if you think you're old, they just we're thought I, I, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I did a, a bit about my phone and I was getting some Botox and my, the doctor <laughs> said, how many units do I want? And I said, just enough so the facial recognition will still work. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I just crickets, crickets. <laughs> so, okay. The, Maybe so the, they didn't know what facial recognition and, was or, too. And, and yeah. And, I, and, and then a lady said, we're Beaumont, we don't have access to Botox. And I thought... And we're oh. Beaumont and Botox. Bo- yeah, <laughs> Beaumont, Botox. But I thought, wow, so this that's my bad. I, because you have to have enough material where you can make that switch and you can when you quickly like assess the crowd. And, and wow. now I'm thinking, oh, I did have other material, but yeah, I just but I mean, I didn't... I just didn't do my homework and got up too quickly. Well, since this show is about emotions and it's about support and all of these uh, really kind of messed up things that go on in our brain. Yeah. 
you I love talking to because you are kind of my into the stand up, you know, comedy world. And oh, I can thanks. I can live Wait, vicariously I'm so, through I'm you. so flattered. Thanks. No, but I mean truly. And and I love your show and I, I love everything you're doing here and this congratulations like... on the success because it's it's really catapulting. You're really growing. <laughs> I'm watching on the sidelines and it's just the beginning, oh, which man, is it's just nuts. cool. But I uh, the thing with stand up comedy for me is I always I, I didn't always want to be a stand up comedian, but I always felt there was a part of me that maybe in a past life I was a stand up comedian. And we've talked about this when I go to the improv and I go to the Laugh Factory. Like I like it, but there's something about the comedy store where I must have died there in a past life, yeah, or I must have been on that stage because as soon as I walk in that door, my shoulders relax, I can breathe, I finally feel at home. I'd rather be alone than with people there. I'd rather sit in the back and kind of enjoy it all. Yeah. And it's weird because it's not just every stand-up comedy show because I've been everywhere to see comedy. Yeah, and it's just fan. something about that space. But, you know, it's it's known in, in the world that stand-up comedians – probably have the most mental health issues. Oh, yeah. And it's oh. self-deprecating oh, no and darkness and drugs. And I'm not saying this is everyone. No question. Bullied in school. And, exactly. Um, it, it, is, it is something where you troubled have... childhood. These are people and, that have lived their lives, right. I feel like, really to the fullest. And this is how they take it. And that's yeah. why, you know, I've met a lot of stand-up comedians. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love you. You're so amazing. And... To me, they're very deadpan, and I'm like, oh, my God, they hate me. <laughs> but I realize that this is their way to express themselves and kind of, you know, be a caricature of themselves sure. on stage. They lack people skills off stage, right, usually. Right. Not yeah, all the time. Not all the but time, but sometimes. A lot of them do, yeah. What is it – what can you kind of share with everyone out there of what the whole mental space is in that comedy world, is it changing? Are people being more open and honest about it? Are you seeing comedians kind of evolve and accept all of these, you know, strains that they have? I don't know. Is there anything that's like well, interesting that you that I, you've observed being in this world? I think inevitably, if they want to get good, they're gonna have to talk about it. Right. They're gonna have to reveal why they feel the way they feel. Mm -hmm. They're going to have to reveal what happened to them, you know, and w whether it was in grade school or high school or they're going to have to find the funny mm -hmm. in what brought them to this point mm -hmm. in their life. Right. And just be as transparent and as truthful as possible. Mm -hmm. Some comics, a lot of comics talk about their therapists and, you know, uh, and being on meds mm -hmm. and um, being bipolar mm -hmm. and, uh uh, being schizophrenic, mm. uh, i.e. Daryl Hammond. Um, and oh, I didn't know that. Yes, yes. Uh, he has schizophrenia, and he has a... Uh, and totally it, he, open and honest. And he, he's wow. my, my recent uh, right. comedy partner at the Improv. And, um, and yeah, a lot of comics are, um, I, I, if they're good, and uh, I, I, I find that they're very, very truthful with their fan base, and if they put up that wall, like we were saying earlier, mm -hmm. 
the the audience is going to sense it. Do and, people have that moment where they do talk about their depression? I, I yes. only use this example because, and I feel so terrible if I'm saying his name wrong because I met him at this event too. His name is Gary Goleman. Is that his name? The comedian? Yes. And he has the HBO special that was called The Great Depression. Yes. And he came to this event that I was at about mental health and he was talking about it. Great. And he his stand-up special was one of the funniest things that I've ever seen because it wasn't self-deprecating of like oh I'm depressed woe is me he's like yeah this is kind of what happened I had a men- he, I guess he had a mental breakdown and a panic attack on stage Okay, and then two years later after being on medicine and, and going through everything finally came back and his comedy was completely different but kind of in the best way. Yeah. And it wasn't like, oh, shit, he admitted this, and now it's like, ugh, he's so soft and boring. It was still punchy oh, yeah. and in your face. Yeah. But to see this whole ride that happened to him, and they followed him, you know, throughout these two years of when he was, like, getting shit basically back together. And it's just... It was so cool to watch that and be someone, right, that suffers with bipolar. Yeah. And not that he was, but to see this and go, oh, wow. He can do it and not lose his funny. I would like to think that the stigma with acknowledging mental illness is gradually dissipating. Mm -hmm. And it's through the work of you and other people in the public eye that are acknowledging that they have this uh, challenge, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and embracing it and and cultivating it. Right. I mean, we're now seeing people really cultivate there because let's face it, some of the best artists um, in the world and the history in the history of of uh, of of art um, have suffered with mental illness. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at Van Gogh. I mean, I know. I mean, it's you know, every we would not be able to enjoy um, a lot of the uh, a lot of the arts, if it weren't for the artists that have suffered, mm-hmm. you know, or been challenged with creative illness, and I so, think it's so it's so special. What's so awesome and special about stand up comics is that it is already enough just to get on that stage. It's already enough to speak, you know, yeah. even if it's a, a character like we were talking about it, mm-hmm. but to speak your truth on a stage that is complete judgment. I mean, I can sit here and talk about bipolar disorder all I want. And yeah. my struggles, but I'm also in a safe space with you just discussing it. I'm not on a stage being like, hey, this is me. Let's laugh about it. You know, and now in the state that we are, everything is being filmed and everything is being talked about. Yeah. Where if you fuck up one time, that could be the end of your career. That's it. So with social media, say and- when you should come out with you know, the mental health, if it's something to even laugh about, because everyone gets fucking offended by everything these days. And it's too much for me. But well, yeah, is it? I I think so. I mean, I don't think that that comics should be held to a responsibility of being politically correct. Not the president. You know, exactly. I mean, I mean, we're stand up comics and uh, and entertainers in general. And it's always been like this. Yes. And, and, I, and I'll say this. There are some people that have taken it to a point where it was so far where you look at it and you go, no matter what time, no matter, you know, how, in quote, unquote, woke we were, you yeah. know, or weren't um, in that time, it was inappropriate. There were some things. But at the end of the day, you can't get through life without comedy. Right. You can't get through it without laughing. Yeah, we, we need to laugh. And one of the things that keep 
people intrigued with comics is their transgression and their mm-hmm. ability to be irreverent. Right. And um, Dave Chappelle, I don't know if you've seen his recent special, oh God, but he's really so getting a lot brilliant. of... It's brilliant. And he's really getting a lot of backlash. And I don't understand why it is and it's, so... It's but, one of my favorite specials he's done. I've had, you know, I've had dinner with... You know, cup. You know, friends that are artists that really feel offended by that special and feel like he has taken it too far. And the Michael Jackson stuff was offensive, and the um, Anthony Bourdain stuff was offensive. And yeah, you know what? It was offensive. And if you don't like it, don't go to the don't no. don't watch Dave and Chappelle. I'll tell you, don't go to Andrew Dice Clay. Don't like people no, to have their they brands. Have their things don't follow that. Get to know their brand, and if you don't like that brand, don't support it. And yeah. that's the bottom line, I think. You know, I think that it's very tricky when people um, do comedy about suicide and about mental health. But it's uh, specifically, I'll say suicide because we were just talking about the Anthony Bourdain with, with Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, if you sit in the sadness and the darkness and all of that with suicide and you reflect on that constantly, how can you honor that person's life and and make it light and make them incredible? Like Anthony Mm. Bourdain was out of this world. We did not, we were not worthy of him, you know, and everyone has their darkness. Everyone has that moment where enough is enough and you, you, you have to leave this earth. And for whatever reason, that happened with him. Right. But I don't think he would be sitting there with his arms crossed going, fuck you, Dave Chappelle, all yeah. this stuff. <laughs> he had a dark, dark, dark sense of humor and just had he, so much yeah, fun. And right. he would have laughed. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't mean, know. But that's what I would assume. He just seemed like a dope guy that would think that yeah. was funny. I thought it was on the line, but I didn't think it crossed the line. I thought he had a good, I mean... You know, right, it was, I, I I thought so. I He's laughed. Just so smooth. <laughs> <laughs> just I just love, I can't talk more about Dave Chappelle. Yeah, like, yeah. No, but they're just... they're so I don't know. I th- I think that um you know as as this movie we're in a movement right now. Yeah. And I think as long as as long as the jokes aren't directed uh mean spirited to to anyone in the crowd mm-hmm. you know i've seen comics attack crowd and uh attack a woman for having cancer and you know stuff so i've i've seen like <laughs> really horrendous so i you still i i there is as a comic we do need to establish that fine line and right. try not to cross it because I I don't I don't believe in being mean. That's just no, me. No, you know, no, 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 I am no, no. I have a joke. I'm a nice comic, which is why I'm not further along in my career. <laughs> <laughs> but I I just you know I I think there's I I think that there's there's a line that you just have to oh, be able absolutely. to to draw in the sand. Like okay, I was on the line, but didn't cross it did you ever feel that in the first we were talking like right you said three years is finally when you were in the pocket you know Mm -hmm. where you felt it did you ever feel in those three years before that that you wanted to give up yeah I thought I was insane I Mm. thought that maybe um I had you know that uh that I had a mental condition, mm-hmm. and I, I am bipolar. Yes. We, we talked about this, and my fabulous, my exactly. <laughs> I, I have love it. I have the the fun level, the yeah, one that's yeah. uh, where I have it. You know, um, I I jump from one idea to the next. Excessive spending, yeah, and we share that uh, in yeah, common. Yeah, exactly, and, mine's with holidays. That's oh, all. Oh, I do. really? Spend money oh, okay. on holidays. Excessive yeah. spending and just kind of believing 
that you can do anything and not thinking about ramifications. And I thought, well, you know, leaving my career and leaving my network and my friends and everything I knew and getting in a 30-foot RV and driving from Miami to Los Angeles on a really... It, was, it, it really yeah. was kind of on a whim. Yeah. And that's uh, how I live my life. I feel like it's like, oh, this happened, like the podcast, right? It happened in two and a half weeks. I'm like, oh, you just got to do it. Yeah, you just but, do it, right? But if you, you didn't just do cre- it that way, right? If you didn't go on a, on a whim then on I an RV, you wouldn't have talked it. myself out of it. Yeah. Exactly. So I felt like maybe I was really mentally off to be, to, to make this decision right. to just like become a stand-up comic, right. and um, but what was carrying me through is I was booking, I was booking a lot of little acting right? jobs. Yes, a lot right. of commercials, and so I thought, well, I can't be. I'm booking, so I can't be completely insane. There must be <sighs> yeah. something to this, and and what really makes me happy is comedy, and I'm starting to get booked in the major comedy clubs. So right. there must be something. I just need a little glimmer of a something to keep me going, mm. whether it's an email, a compliment. We all need that when you we're do. just a when, little positive affirmation. Exactly. Yes. I would I would imagine that that's that you feel that with being an actress. Well, and also, and, don't you feel that the one negative thing you kind of stick on to and hold on to and I and hold go, on to it man god I just I have hear it forever for years yeah I am so, I was, am just the worst I can't let go of a grudge at all yeah. or I can't let go of what someone has told me in the past that you can't do something yeah but doesn't it kind of fuel you oh, as well? Yeah. I think about all my haters and I used to get hate mail and I used to get people that said, you know, you're really, aren't you a little too old? Are you going through a midlife crisis? Is everything okay? I, I got a lot of that wow. uh, from my previous network. Well, and the and other thing is you kind of restarted your life. I, I started I think out that fresh you started you, Your fresh life turn into the life that you were always meant to be on. I think so, too. You know, I feel like I'm home, like I found where I'm supposed to be. And yeah, I have those moments where where I I think maybe I'm a little insane for doing this. But the, the fact is, there's just nothing else I'd rather do. Listen, if you can't do what you love, or at least as a hobby, find that thing. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. very realistic. I know that Money is how we survive, right? Yeah, everyone needs to have nine to five. That is fine. Yeah, if we're lucky enough to make money to be able to do something that we love, but I really encourage everyone to at least have, whether it be a hobby or some sort of passion that you just can put a little bit of yourself yeah. into. It releases so much mm-hmm. in the best way possible. It gets mm-hmm. you out of your head. Um, one of my friends, Ivana, her way to kind of relax and and get out of her head is just the funniest. She loves puzzles. And uh. she has puzzles that our entire home gets filled up with one giant puzzle. And it's her only thing that she does to kind of make herself relax and therapy and she gives herself like an hour a night and she is so excited That's to really go home cool. and do it. And Puzzles, then when she's done, love it. she takes it apart and she gives it to someone else to do it. But it's even finding Whatever that you can one, find. Yeah, that one yeah. bit of release. And I think for you, going on that stage is yeah, a release. But I want is. everyone to know that you are also someone 
And this isn't like a, oh, my God, you're so amazing, but it is. Well, you give you. everyone opportunities. <laughs> and you have your own show that you do where you bring people together and you give these new comics who have never been on stage before, you know, yeah. chances and friends that come in of yours and come in and do it. And I think that you are in such a positive light building up so many people's self-esteem. Oh, thanks. No, I but try. honestly, I mean, you, you can you can see it. And we did that one at the Oyster House where I came to see it. And, you know, there were some people who hadn't done it before, but a few times. And you could just see they, like, were so happy afterwards. Oh, well, thanks for that. I like to produce stand-up comedy shows now. And I think that it should be the producer slash booker's responsibility to pepper in the lineup with newbies. Yeah. Because if we don't see those new people, it's how are they? Ever, it's never going to happen. Yeah. How and and people did that for me uh, four years ago when I arrived to L.A. and people gave me a shot. And yeah. I was in some pretty big shows just because they wanted to give me that opportunity. Yeah. And we have to. We we have to help the new people mm. uh, build their. But I feel like know, a lot of people are very jealous of new people. They are. They don't. You wanna, know, and they, they don't, don't want to bring in that new in. talent because what if they do better and they take yeah. over? And but anyways, but, so that's just what I want to say is I well, think that that's so important and yeah. it's such a great lesson for people who are out here listening to recognize the new isn't all going to try to like eat your youth. You know That's what I mean? right. There, like, no, there's there's enough pie for everyone. There's enough pie and it'll give you yeah. a little bit of their youth to kind it of makes me f- inspire it, you again. It does make me feel good to help yeah. anyone. Oh, good. You know, <laughs> D- doesn't that, it feels good, I mean, right? It does to help for others. Me. Yeah. I, yeah. And it didn't before, like, because I, I, I thought, oh, my God, I don't want these young 18-year-olds taking my men and, like, taking my jobs. And now it's I'm just like, human. yeah, it's about being human. And yeah. they're probably way more in their head and suffering more. And if I can just make it a little bit easier for them, yeah, why wouldn't you well, want to do that? And I think we learn that with age just as we get more confident. Yeah. And- yeah. And, yeah, but if yeah, we we have to help people but that are to you. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks. But yeah, I I do like producing a lot and I like um I like podcasting, but right now I'm taking a little break, just a little short break and I'm because focused you are doing what? I'm dot, doing dot, my, dot. my comedy album. Yeah. So we're uh yeah, we're getting ready to record and it's going to be um Early release in January. Okay. Uh, the live show is going to be December 19th at Second City Hollywood. And uh, it's going to be multi-cam style. <gasps> so it's it's really fun. I'm going to have a couple warm-up con- comics. I'm going to have a celebrity host. And I'm going to go for 40 minutes. And it's going to be a 30-minute album. But we're going to go for the gusto. We're going to try to make it a special. Mm-hmm. And if we're not completely happy with it being a special, then we'll just extract the audio and right. make it an album. Right. But my producer was like, why not? Why not just Why go not for it go since you're doing all this? Go, go, go bigger, right? So wait, so it's being shot like multicam. Yeah, and, multicam. And for people who are out there, they don't know what multicam is. Example: Big Bang Theory, Will right. Grace, Friends, that, which you were sitcom. on for yes. several seasons. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> plug to Alessandra. Um, but yes, it's uh, uh, my boyfriend Jeff Greenstein is going to direct. <gasps> Shut and, up! Yeah, it's going to be really Can fun. Yeah, please do. <laughs> December nineteenth, and we're going to have yummy wine and snacks, and it's going to. It's going to be really fun, a lot of fun, and I love Second City Hollywood. It's a really you know I've never been there iconic space. Is this the one that's on Sunset? It's on Sunset. <gasps> yeah, 
Yeah, and it's a, a lot of legendary comics have have evolved out of this space, have grown. And uh, I'm really excited about it. And I'm so just that so will excited be, because this is so different. It's different. And, you know, I was doing... Uh, I was producing and performing every night. And sometimes when you're doing... And acting. And sometimes when you do too much, you become a master of none. Mm. And I, I'm taking a little break. And I just kind of had to reassess. You ever do that? You, you do a hard you know reset? I did, that, I did that quite recently where I needed to take a break from the podcast re kind of get everything together you know i'm in charge of the social i'm in charge of the website yeah. i'm in charge of everything and i have some people that help me out and and help me writing to the people that write in but mm-hmm. but yeah it's a lot and i just needed to reset because i was on low fuel and i started mm-hmm. feeling really depressed and there were a couple of days i couldn't leave bed and so okay. i was like no, that's the sign okay right? yeah, i need to, to stop and breathe and just move forward when the time is right and yeah. not push it. So right. I think that that's your moment right now. Yeah, that that was uh yeah, I I I felt like I wasn't doing anything really well. Yeah. I was just kind of doing it half because I was over I just was stretched too thin. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just going to really put everything I have into oh this God, and I'm well, really excited about huge. it. It's oh, going to be huge. Thanks. I just have this kind of like gut feeling about it. When well, you came thanks. in and told us that you were doing an album, I was like, oh, God. This I is thought it. I thought it would be a good way to start 2020 with a new album. Go out with a and, bang. Um, like, hello, January. Uh, like, hello, January. We're going to close up December, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And uh, the proceeds are going to go towards FlintKids.org. I'm from Flint, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And right now, the current state with the water, it's actually a recovery right now okay. because so much damage has been done to these kids the the, the lead was in our water for uh, for years mm-hmm. and they are fixing it but it's going to take a long time they have to replace all of the the uh, poisonous piping down below it's it's going to take a long long time but it is being rectified but in the meantime these kids have been bathing in and and drinking poisonous water and so um the proceeds of of my show are going to go towards it's specifically the flint child health and development fund okay and i'm sure that you'll have a link to that i will that you I mean, can have send all of that, me because i'd right? love to put that on the oh website thanks so, thank you so it, people it would, can see that together that would mean a lot thank you oh every every little bit helps yeah honestly and it's, that it really was really a, a travesty to happen in a town that that did not have the financial means to climb out on and that was own. your own town is my, that's my hometown. I'm really proud to be from Flint. Great. It's actually beautiful. I love Michigan. It's, I love Michigan. Yeah. I love it. Well, thanks. So you've been? <laughs> yeah, my dad's side of the family is from Michigan. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We talked about yeah. this. Yeah, outside of Detroit. Okay. Yeah. So it's I, cool. And my my dad and my grandpa went to the University of Michigan, Wolverine. So wow. I have all the sweatshirts. And yeah, and my Go grandpa's blue. from Chicago. Everyone else is from Chicago. But okay, that, like, yeah, Midwestern is, vibe. It's that Midwest energy. Yeah. I just. We're nice. Yeah, but you guys have a heart and soul to you. Yeah. And you love good music. Oh yeah, we do. You got we that like Motown. Our, I do. Yeah, I like to <laughs> serenade, you know, and I, I like like really cheesy. Um, my favorite Spotify channel is '90s Baby Makers. What? Oh yeah. Uh huh. We're talking Keith Sweat, Little Boys I to Men. I love Keith Sweat. <laughs> is there a I little Montel Jordan that, uh, in there? And oh, oh I got the whole. That's 
my thing. I know every single word. I it's okay. So for my next party or for Jeff's <laughs> birthday coming up, <laughs> little karaoke. Can you do the '90s baby making? Yes, like I will music. do that for everyone. I oh will. I have I have a couple songs. I have some solos. I'm ready. I'm yes. ready to perform. Okay. All right. I'll have well, the mic gonna, all set for you. <laughs> I'm going to ask you my final question. It's, this sounds like it's very like How to Make a Millionaire or whatever that show is. No, wait. What was that? <laughs> what was that show? Uh, Regis Phil. Oh, oh. Um, Who wants to be a millionaire? Oh, but I, I'm getting a little James Lipton right now. Oh. Mm, okay. Well, this inside is the your actors, final question. Inside the actor's inside studio. The actor's what studio? is your favorite noise? What is your favorite noise? What is your favorite swear word? That's my favorite one. He always does that. I'm like, I don't like. It's a very strange one. Um, but, uh, Sarah, what makes you get up in the morning and want to continue on with your life? What makes me get up in the morning and want to continue are all of the things that I want to do, the goals that I want to accomplish. And... My mother passed away at a very young age, at the age of 48, and I was 26, and that just really taught me to live every day like, it's so cliche, but live every day like like it really could be your last and just enjoy it, smell the roses, call your grandma, Mm -hmm. and think about all the fun things that you have ahead Mm -hmm. of you. Because we all have amazing things coming to us. We do. And it doesn't feel that way because the brain will trick you. But just know, guys, even one day out of 365 is better than none. Yes. That's what you have to remember. That's right. I like Um, that. So everyone can follow you on? Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm Sarah J. Halstead on all. So at Sarah J. Halstead. That's Sarah with an H, the Jewish way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I will have a link to everything, and I'm going to have a link to the Flint kids. And hopefully, you know, we're going to all be able to see the special very soon. Fantastic. Very Thank excited. you so much for having me on. This oh is a blast. I love you so much. You're just I such love a you. dear, dear friend of mine. I love you. I'm Thank so you excited. for your support. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.